Welcome to the Mystic Fool's Journey Podcast. I'm Anna, and this is Ruth. Howdy! This is an occult history podcast, and today we're taking a deep dive into Ngangas. Let's dive on in. Let's do it! I'm so excited. Ngangas are one of my favorite thing in the world. I'm excited to hear about this. I am coming in mostly blind. I think maybe a year or two ago you gave me a very brief introduction to what they were. Um, so I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that's okay. We're just going to have you blind react. There, there's, there's, I this love is going to be a good one. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Ngangas. And uh, if you're not familiar, an Nganga is a tool used in the religion of Palo. And Palo, also known as Las Reglas de Congo... Uh, is like this cool mix of African and Catholic beliefs that started in Cuba way back in the late 1800s or 1900s. It's all about blending traditional Congo uh, religion from Central Africa with Catholicism and Spiritism, which makes it syncretic, right, Anna? It it does. That is a lot of syncretism happening. There's I'm... so much syncretism happening. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, you know... We're going to leave it at that. I feel like if I looked into the history of why Catholicism made its way into Central Africa, I know I'd be displeased. Yeah, no, it's a slave trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, good. Another one of these. Um, when two worlds collide in a horrific way. But the Ngangas, though, sound cool. Yeah. And the history of Palo is very, very interesting. So in Palo, the folks who are a part of it are called Poleros if they're guys and Poleras if they're gals. And it's kind of like this club, you know, where each group is run by a leader called a Tata, which is a dad, or a Yai, which is a mom. And the players or playeros are the spirit mediums of the religion. Okay, interesting. Yep. And so now they believe in like a big boss god called a Sambi or Sambia. And they think that this god's pretty hands off with us humans. Instead, they're all about like these spirits of the dead. This is kind of where you get the spiritism aspect of it. And uh, they are all called, like, the Kalunga. And the heart of Palo is this thing called an Nganga. Or sometimes it's, like, lesser called a Prenda, which is, like, a special container made of iron, clay, or even a gourd sometimes. And inside there's all sorts of stuff, like sticks and even human remains. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that the, you, you jumped from sticks to human remains. Yes, and they call uh, the human reins uh, and fumbe. Think of like the Nganga as an equivalent to like kind of a Catholic altar sort of thing. And what's also important to know is that a Polera or a Polero does not own an Nganga. They very much view this as like a living, breathing partnership. Oh, interesting. So like this is this is like where the spirit or spirits potentially live. So it's very it's like a. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, they're working together. Almost a in a bottle sort of thing. Yes, yes, definitely. And I assume, sounds like a more involved genie in a bottle situation. Exactly. Really. Yeah, you have this living thing. Basically, you've made a home inside your home for exactly. a spirit. Exactly, yep. yeah. and you need, you need to keep it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. You need to keep it up. And here's where things get interesting. If there's Infumbe in the Nganga, it means the spirit of a dead person is hanging out in there helping out the Polero or the Polera who owns it. And they can kind of tell the Infumbe what to do, like healing or sometimes causing trouble. Depending on what it's meant for, the Nganga might get, like, baptized if it's for good stuff, 
or just left as is if it's for like not so nice sort of deeds. Ooh, interesting. But the key is here that you have to be keeping your Nganga happy and giving it offerings. And this can be like blood from sacrificed animals, but it could also be like cigars or perfume or even money. Oh. Like it's okay. very much a material thing as well. You know, mm -hmm. you're kind of at the whims of what your Nganga asked for. And so then they ask it questions to get advice through different types of divination. But the key here is you have to keep your Nganga happy. Keep it happy. This sounds, I mean, this sounds very similar. Not, you know, it's obviously not exactly the same, but it sounds similar to, you know, what some modern day witches are doing with like their offerings and cauldrons and, you know, burning certain items. Yes. Yeah, offerings. exactly. And so, like I said, sometimes it's called a prenda, which is mm -hmm. Spanish for treasure or jewel, but there's other mm -hmm. names for it too. Like the sorcerer or the palt or the cauldron. You can definitely compare it to a cauldron. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can um I can see where the Catholicism is coming in when you made that casual reference to being baptized. Yeah. Without knowing all of the details, I'm not gonna lie, it started to sound some sound like something out of like the Constantine movie or the Pope's Exorcist movie, where like the Catholic side of things only really come in if we need to like keep things in check where it's like ah oh, the holy water and the baptism <laughs> like keep the spirits in check if they get feisty yeah exactly you're on the right track here so basically um by casually baptizing your nganga that kind of whole thing happens because uh with holy water and so basically a lot of the things they offer into the nganga can be categorized as hot or cold and oh. so if something, if you're putting something hot into your Nganga, like a blood sacrifice or a remain or, you know, a bone mm -hmm. or something or anything with like what you might consider to be like negative energies, that's oh. when you would baptize it with some holy water into your Nganga as well. If you want to do that to your Nganga, you might want to be creating a fully evil Nganga where you don't baptize any of the hot items that go into your Nganga. It is a little concerning to me that only things that are baptized are considered good in the way that I'm right. hearing this, which is like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there's the there's, yeah. there's a little bit of a learn the racism happening. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This 100%. is definitely uh, yeah. uh, a journey we are going on. I love it. Okay, great. <laughs> and so one interesting thing to kind of start painting the mental picture these ingongas can be made of clay, gourds, or iron pots, and they're usually wrapped up tight in chains. And you might be wondering why, but it's pretty obvious the chains help contain and control the energies, preventing them from causing harm or chaos. Ooh, okay. This is involved. Like, this is it beyond is. altar. Like, let me light a tea candle <laughs> in front of a painting. <laughs> yeah, and it's so involved because each Nganga is unique with its own name and personality. You're basically dealing with another person in a way. And some are even considered male or female Ngongas. And they're kept in a super special place, like a maybe a cupboard or more commonly an entire room. Usually filled with stuff that reminds you of the forest because that's where the spirits like to hang out. Um, I'm not gonna lie. If I was a spirit, this sounds kind of miserable. Like this is like this sounds like Harry Potter where I'm shoved under a like a cupboard and like right. that's my room. I'd be like, well, I just would rather hang out in the forest. Obviously, clearly, I'm not of this religion, so I can't. <laughs> like maybe the spirits like this shit. Maybe they can leave whenever they want. But this just sounds like oh, I don't want to like live in someone's closet. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I well, could just hey, hang out in the trees. A natural line of thinking to have because oftentimes ngongas are buried out in the forest as kind of like a change of pace. Oh, well, that's nice. I take them on a little vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the nganga isn't just like a container. It's believed to have a spirit living inside of it. And for a lot of folks, they think it's like a material form of a god. And different gods give different powers to the Nganga. Like one might give it warrior skills or something like that. And depending on which god is in there, they'll put specific stones or symbols inside. Humans are just doing the same thing in different ways. It's, we're very creative. It's like, true. And the alchemy here is wild. <laughs> so inside the Nganga, there's a mix of stuff called fundamentos, which basically adds to its mojo. And one of the main ingredients is sticks, known as palos, but it is different than palo santo. Oh, okay. Yeah, they come from different regions. They just share mm. the name palo. It's very different. And they come from specific types of trees. And depending on the sect of palo, they pick different trees because they think each one brings its own special powers. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about the other day about like um, uh, amulets, how, why are mm-hmm. they certain ingredients do certain things in some regions but in other regions they do other things yeah yeah exactly like this is the stuff that was like regional to them so of course like if tree if you have an abundance of different trees around you that culture is going to like over time develop like what each of those trees or plants mean but if they've never seen something like a rose quartz crystal because it doesn't develop naturally then like they may be like that doesn't do anything or that's like or right. does something completely different because they have no basis of knowledge because it wasn't in their culture when it was forming. Yeah, I think you've got a pretty interesting hypothesis going where it's like, uh, I think you end up saying towards the ends of these sorts of things, like, is everything just chaos magic? I really, listen, that's all roads lead to chaos magic at this point in my brain. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for a, a time when it doesn't. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then so they also toss in soil from different places like graveyards, mm. hospitals, prisons, markets along with water from rivers, wells, and the sea. And get this, they might throw in Elmatari stones, like we said, to represent the specific god linked to that Nganga. And Palo Mayobi, a Matari stone, is also known as a Piedra di Matari, or just more commonly, simply Matari. But it's a sacred object believed to have spiritual significance. It's a simple amulet or a complex amulet. And uh, the exact nature and symbolism of the Matari stone can vary among different lineages and practitioners of pa- Palo Mayobi. However, it is generally considered to be a type of stone or mineral that is associated with the powers of the earth and the spirits. So it's anything from a simple amulet to a complex amulet, and people mm. carve in like different symbolism mm-hmm. into it as a way to like imbue their Ngongo with those specific powers. Love it. Uh, we love, listen, all roads lead to chaos magic. That's <laughs> truly it. We're we're doing it right now. All these humans have done the same thing across different cultures without having contact with one another. (laughs) Yes. And so there's all sorts of other stuff like animal parts, feathers, shells, plants, gemstones, coins, you name it. The harder it is to get, the more they think it adds to the Nganga's power. And this Mm -hmm. is where things get interesting. There's a very clear hierarchy system to Nganga's. And once you up the level, it's unlikely that your Nganga will be chill with you stepping back down a level. For example, you might start by feeding it a rooster, but a rooster only has two legs, so you'll have to feed it a four-legged animal eventually. 
this feels like the start to some seriously bad shit. Like this sounds yeah. like things can go horribly wrong if you get too high up on your high horse about what you're putting in there. Because like the stakes keep getting higher and higher. Yeah. So you want to hear a crazy story? Of course I do. <laughs> okay. So how I heard about Ngongas is because of this guy. And we don't really like to talk about true crime on this podcast, but we will for a second. And so there's this guy that was back in the day, his name was like Adolfo Costanzo, and he was basically a cult leader, but he started off as like a Paolo priest. He was trained as a child in the ways of Paolo Mayobi and at a very young age was super involved in animal sacrifice and all these sorts of things. And eventually he moved to um, Miami, I think it was, and he was basically the palo priest for a lot of the cartel oh okay Mm -hmm. stepping it up there yeah and so the cartel he was paid by the cartel to kind of like they'd come and be like hey we're doing a drug deal on this date at this time can you make sure that that's cool and gonna be good and so he'd he'd go like to zinganga and consult zinganga and tell them yeah you're cool or no change it to this state eventually he ended up saying hey, all these drug cartel members are giving me all this information about their drug deals. I'm going to become a drug cartel myself. And like at one point, the cartel was like, hey, uh, we're going to do this drug deal at this time. Can you make sure it happens? And he was like, my Nganga says, no, it's not going to be good. But they went ahead with it. And like Costanzo, Adolfo Costanzo ended up murdering all the members of this drug cartel during this like thing. Whoa, okay. Yep. And so from there, he ended up starting a cult in Mexico. And there in Gongo was like a really good example of like this hierarchy system of what goes into an Nganga. And so theirs started with like chickens and then it went to goats and then goats went to snakes and then zebras and then zebras went to lion cubs because lions eat Whoa. zebras and all that oh sort of thing. Oh, my gosh. It eventually ended in murder, and he wanted to put brains into a Zinganga. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting till we got to, to the human. Like, where do you go once you hit human? Well, then you go into different types of human, finding better brains for your human. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. This is awful. I know. It's it's very awful. And Ganga's gone wrong. They ended up getting caught because he told one of his cult members that he was invisible to the police. Oh. So the cult member just like drove past a normal police checkpoint and because he thought he was invisible to the police and the oh, police no. pulled him over and was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm in a cult. And that's how they got caught. <laughs> wow. Ooh, the pride, the hubris before the fall. So rough. Truly. So back to Ngangas. Yes. With all this stuff crammed in there, the Nganga can start to spill out and taking over entire rooms sometimes. Pretty nasty, wouldn't you think? I was going to say, I'm hearing all this, I'm like, the smell alone has got to be rough. Yeah, and especially because some of the rituals require boiling. Mm, Well, I mean, if you're putting, if you're eventually putting actual, like, animals, we all know vegetation smells bad when it starts to rot, but then you start putting, like, animals in there whether or not you're cooking it like old meat does not go well (laughs) no it's true 
And uh, during rituals, they might bring out other items like dolls to amp up the vibe or something. But one fun thing, Ngongas love watching singing and dancing. Yeah, like enjoy a good show, good like entertainment like the rest of us, right? Yeah, so that's super common to do during sacrifices and rituals. But uh, like we've said, this all creates a funky smell and attracts bugs, making the Nganga a real force to be reckoned with. I was to say, like, you kind of like bring it upon yourself. You're like, the more you put in here, the more you're going to attract. <laughs> right. And so inside the Nganga, you might find some like human bones chilling out. But some Palo traditions think it's super important to have bones in there, while others think that just having some soil for a grave or a piece of clothing might do the trick. And get this, even if someone's Nganga doesn't actually have any human remains, they might still claim that it does. Well, I mean, I'm not going to check, so I'll believe that I'm not going to dig right. through an Nganga and uh, mess with the vibe, regardless of what's It's just good marketing at this point. Yeah, it is. It's like, I believe you. <laughs> and so the key part of these bones is usually the skull. Anything around, like, the brain or, like, the head of anything is kind of, you know, Interesting. considered... Yeah the best part of the hierarchy. Oh. And they call that the Kiyumba. And they pick the bones carefully, matching the gender of the person they belong to with the gender of the Nganga. Oh, wow. That's really, yeah, okay, interesting. Very specific. <laughs> Super specific. And sometimes they even look for bones from criminals or people who were considered crazy. If they can't find actual bones, they might settle for soil from a grave or something. All right. I mean, I assume that this is a, an Nganga meant for wild purposes like if the whole vibe is like match the the person and the as- traits and aesthetic you want like then i guess this is one of those ngangas where you're like oh we want a criminal mastermind because we're doing criminal things yeah i think so i think um you want your nganga to be as powerful as possible so mm-hmm. why would you choose a joe schmo mr accountant to go into your nganga That's fair. i don't know i mean i would because i need help with money <laughs> You're right, exactly. My 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 ends are different than other people's ends. Like, my goals are different. So I, I can see why they wouldn't choose that, but I might. I might need a nice finance bro in there. Yeah, exactly. I do think that probably would be best for, you know, a money-based nganga. Yeah. And to your point, traditionally, uh, a Palo practitioner would head to a graveyard at night and pick a specific grave and try to chat with the spirit of the person buried there right. and usually trying to convince it to serve them. And um, that's kind of like when they make a deal with the spirit. So there is an element of like, quote unquote, consent here some, at play. Some consent, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And once they've got the spirits okay, they dig up the bones or some soil and take it home to do their rituals. And sometimes they even talk about their spirit having its own personality quirks, like being stubborn or getting jealous. Oh, well, that's fun. You bring you bring the whole human along with you. You really you don't you don't get any like special version of the spirit. It's t- oh my gosh. I'm just imagining like what if they like played tricks? Like if you if you had like a little quirky guy that you put in there and he's like, aha, I tricked you. Like I'm just trying yeah. to imagine like or weird like things. what if you had like a passive aggressive Nganga? Oh my god. Think of like a mean girls based Nganga. We're like, I mean, you'll yeah. be popular, but. Mm. exactly you'll still just be like second best like weird things like yeah i think that would be fun i wonder if they're i wish i did know a bit more about like personal stories of ngangas and their personalities Mm -hmm. all of the palo practitioners who have ngangas they keep their rituals so secret because Mm. they believe that other palo practitioners can counteract their rituals at the same time 
with their own ingongas oh. and like oh, wow. defeat their ritual in a way. This is like football coaches hiding their strategies and plays from other football coaches. Exactly. But yikes. Okay, so yeah, we probably don't know much about what people are actually doing in these rituals. Yeah, no, we really don't. And we don't know much in general about, you know, the actual practices behind this. It's very difficult to find information about it because it is, like, mm-hmm. still a very small sect of society that still practices this. Mm. And um, yeah. it's uh, it's all very, very secretive. And so buckle up because making an Nganga is no joke. It's like a big production that can take days to pull off and each step has to happen at just the right time of the day and month. When a new Nganga is being whipped up for a padre or a madre, it's said to be born from the mother Nganga that runs the show. The oh. very first Nganga in a tradition, which all others come from, is called the tronco, like the trunk of a tree. Where is this? I have a lot of questions. Like, who is there? Is there just like one Nganga hanging out? That's is there so like old? an Nganga like lineage written down, genealogy of Ngangas written down? <laughs> I want to see that. I would love a family tree of Ngangas. Yeah, it's like uh, yoga practitioners where it's like a big deal who you train with and where you mm-hmm. get your certification because you can tra- you can like Track. line it back to like the original yogi. Oh my gosh. I know that um, in jujitsu, it's something similar. I don't know if it's like as serious now, but like it used to be kind of like a, hey, where did you get your black belt from? Because exactly. that will tell you where you trained and like very likely like what style you learned and kind of your methodology in yeah. jiu-jitsu yeah yeah it's exactly like that and so some even hang necklaces or light candles around the nganga for extra vibes and get this sometimes to make sure the nganga is doing what they want practitioners might get a bit tough even threatening or insulting it or giving it a little smack with a broom or a whip. Wait, I thought we were trying to keep the, the spirits happy, not abuse I know. them. Like, this sounds very much like, well, now I'm spanking my child because it's out of line. And I don't exactly. know if a, a spirit of a person who's older than you and dead would put up with that. Yeah, personally, I wouldn't. But I guess if other people do, that's kind of their prerogative. I guess, if they think it works. <laughs> and so then when a practitioner kicks the bucket... Their inganga might get dismantled if the spirit inside doesn't want to serve anyone else. It might get buried under a tree or tossed into a river, maybe even passed on to a new keeper. We've found ingangas in rivers all across America. Oh, really? Yeah, there was I one found that. in Massachusetts. What? Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay. And it was like covered in chains. Wow. Okay, I did not... Wow, they're really secretive about this. I feel like this is something Incredibly you Incredibly would... secretive. Yeah, you would hear about... And we're like talking like, oh, this only happens in other countries, but clearly no, it happens here. Okay. Yep. My my brain is wow. Okay, turned upside down right now. Massachusetts. Yep. There's still like stuff that goes down in Havana all the time. It's like a big hot spot for it nowadays. But wow. Miami, a lot of uh, a lot of places. There's all around. It's still a very prevalent practice. So in Palo, there's a big emphasis on showing respect to your teachers, elders, as well as the departed. According to Ochoa, they're all about being quick on your feet, strong, and making smart moves. Because anything can happen when you're doing a ritual with that nganga, you know. Mm-hmm. But they also dig the whole idea of shaking things up and taking risks. They're not really into, like, the whole Christian idea of sin or aiming for some moral code. Yeah. For them, it's all about, like, tapping into spiritual power. I was going to say, I was like, clearly, I can see which parts of Catholicism did not survive as well right. as the ones that did. Yeah. But here's something you might not expect. Paolo teaches that women shouldn't mess with an nganga 
if they're still having their monthly visit from Aunt Flo. They believe it weakens the Nganga and could even make the women bleed too much. That's why a lot of women don't get their hands on an Nganga until way later than the guys. That is a... I'm trying to, like, reconcile. Like, in one... In that sentence, I heard women's cycles are so strong they weaken the Nganga, but also the Nganga might, like, attack you and make you and hurt you for being around wow that's just like a lot well and this just doesn't make much sense to me because it's like the Ngongo wants blood i know i was like well i have a source of that every month like right hear me out we could keep this going strong and i don't really have to like hurt anybody else in order to do it yeah that's the thing so what kind of Ngongo would you make anna oh i think you know we touched on it i probably a financial one <laughs> Yes. Listen, I got some student loan debts we need to figure out. We got, yeah. we got, we got some stuff. Financial, financial bros stuff. I'm trying to figure out if there's something else. Like, I'm just not terribly power hungry. I just, I'm just a little guy right. who wants to like a fun little life. So like, I wouldn't go after any crazy spirits or dead people that you know had a sordid past. It'd probably be more just like, did you have fun? Let's have fun. Let's, let's do cool things together. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that's probably pretty fun. I think probably the niche I would carve out in Ngongas is like vegetarian Ngongas. Yeah, I think that that could be a good one. Yeah, vegan, vegetarian Ngongas kind of kind of makes sense. Like, is there an Nganga that is more just like, I'm literally just channeling Mother Earth slash Gaia, and it's like, can we just bring about more like harmony on, on the planet right. and like synergy between humans and plant and animal life. Like I'm looking for that in Ganga. I'm trying to like balance right. things out. I'm not trying to like up the power scale for me. Yeah. Like bring peace on earth with your Nganga. Yeah. Like aside from like, I just want like my debts paid off. I'm not right. really looking to like lean into anything that's really superficial. Like, Hey, I just want to be able to like have some good meals and and make rent and see my buds. Like, like we're yeah. going for a real chill in Ganga here. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. There'd probably be chocolate in mine. Definitely yeah, some chocolate. Yeah, definitely some chocolate. Like, I don't know what kind of spirit I would channel into my Nganga. Probably somebody fun like, um, I don't know, Robin Williams. Oh, Robin, well, I wouldn't want to trap him. I'd want to share him. I think that's the other yeah. thing. It's like, I don't want to chain anybody that I would want to channel into my Nganga. It's like, I don't actually want to, like, keep you here forever. I just, right. just want to, like, hang out. Like, when when can we schedule a monthly visit? Like, it's just like meeting up for funsies. Check the vibes. Yeah. See so what's going on. So you're saying you would never want to be be put into an Nganga? No, me? Definitely not. I kind of would. Real, uh, yeah. I feel like, hear me out, Ruth. Are you trying to start a cult via the Nganga? Yes. See, I would I like to this. be head of a cult in an Nganga. But do you want to be chained in? I feel like that's the thing. Is it like you want you want to have like the freedom and stuff, but these people are trying to like keep you locked down. So Right. But I have the power to hurt them if they don't give me what I want. I want song and dances every day. I want you to dance for me. <laughs> I want candles lit constantly. I'd like, you know, cigars and rum in my nganga each day and i'd like huh. to have your money in my nganga you know as an nganga that's the energy i am going to bring to the table i once again we have a split i would love to know <laughs> 
who would be on my side and who would be on Ruth's side in, in terms of what kind of Nganga they would be in. Like, we had a starseed split, the Andromeda versus the Pleiadian. Ugh. Interesting. I see where our factions are going to splinter off. <laughs> right? I know. Well, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you're a fan of the podcast, we need you to do this so we can find new fans and so we can continue feeding our personal Ngangas. Definitely. Tell your friends, follow us on all socials. Our handles are Sweet Death Inc. and Mystic Fool Tarot on all platforms. See you later.